Welcome to the Mark Stary Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Stary, and I'm a 15-plus-year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Stary, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, and most other places you get your music online. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. Got an extra buck or two? You'd mind tossing the podcast tip jar? Please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Stary Music Podcast. Also, considering helping get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, and or tell a friend or two. Happy Thought of the Day is by Axel Rose. We are made up of two contrasting ideals, love and fear. Pick one and live. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Mark Stary Music Podcast. Enjoy! Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 238. Please support this week's sponsors, 45th Parallel Distilleries, ID Chrysler, Pine City, the B-Dale Club, and Canine Inspired Change. Also, thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you on a beautiful spring day here in St. Paul, Minnesota. Please stick around to the end of the episode to hear Sarge's 12-year-old daughter, Emerson Lane's new excellent single, 100 Reasons Why. Live at 6.05 on Wednesday and Saturday. Went great. Wednesday, I did my first full blues rock show, and it was a ton of fun. And Saturday, the 1960s mix. My mother's friends in class of 69 sure seemed to like it. Can't thank people enough for the requests, donations, tuning in, and we'll be back again this week. Upcoming shows. Live at 6.05 on Wednesday and Saturday this week. Wednesday is going to be all original songs, and Saturday is going to be the requested Yacht Rock. Guest this week. It's part one of three with the top five album cover art of all time, according to our celebrity guest panel of Candice Wheeler, Allie Gray, Jason Sargent, Bart Gosnell, Andrew Nelson, and myself. Enjoy the conversation. Welcome to the Mark Stary Music Podcast, everybody. We are here in Joel, Wisconsin at Castle Fall. Uh, thank you so much to Lori and Denise for hosting this social distancing top five podcast. It has been a while, so we tried to figure out the technology to make a way so we could do still get our top five episodes in, keep our sponsors happy, and through the technologies of Zoom, we have a great panel here tonight for a great subject uh, we have, actually, so to my left, I'm going to go around this way, I guess, with the Zoom involved, right? Is that how we do it? So to it, my left. It's your barbecue, Mark. You do it however I don't you know want. what to do, so whatever. It's my first <laughs> pandemic, first global pandemic. The virus has driven us underground, but we will not be silenced. 
Okay, so to my to my virtual left from the KQRS morning show, we have Candace Wheeler. How you doing, Candace? I'm great. How are you guys doing? We're doing awesome. Great to have you here via Zoom in Joel, Wisconsin. And then to my next left, I have Allie Gray. Hi guys! Woohoo! All right, and to then next up we have the owner of Gosnell's Packer Inn, a classic on the Mark Series Music Podcast. We have Bart Gosnell. Bart, how you doing, brother? Uh, I'm feeling pretty tall tonight because Prairie Farm, where I'm from, where the GPI is located, is actually larger than Joel. And it's not very often I get to cut a podcast from a place smaller than Prairie Farm. Yeah! <laughs> Bark, now what kind of whiskey are you drink? I got a bottle of Evan Williams Single Barrel. It was my first love, as were a couple of these album covers. Nice. Way to, way to wrap that in there. All right, next up, we have Santa Andrew. How are you doing tonight there, Andrew? Now I'm Santa Andrew instead of Harley Davidson Andrew. What did you prefer? I want to be Santa Claus on a Harley. Oh, so Santa and Harley? Santa, Harley, Andrew? Yeah, why not? Okay. Andrew's a male dancer at uh, Cajun Club in Somerset, Wisconsin. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Been there. <laughs> That's who the gals might know him. So uh, uh, Andrew's been on a few podcasts for a good buddy of mine. So we also have the man, the front guy of County Line Band that plays all the country festivals in Wisconsin. We have Jason Sargent. How you doing, Sarge? Yo, yo, how we doing? I got a nice, fresh, light beer by Coors, and I'm enjoying that this evening to get ready for a show. Yes, and Sarge made us horseradish pickles. They are Yum. Good. Oh, my God. Yes. We'll share one via, via Zoom later. Um, we're here doing the top five album covers of all time. So what is the best way to describe it? Album cover artwork? Album cover artwork might be of all time, might be what it is. So Bart was saying, Bart, what is the significance of album art when you buy a record? Uh, well, if we're going to talk about actual vinyl, which I think uh, I think we all... Kind of started out on vinyl. Candace, I, I forget how old you are, but was it was it vinyl for She's you? She's like fucking 18. <laughs> I'm 29. Oh, my God. Uh, you're 29? You're so old. <laughs> but that's still young. <laughs> but uh, vinyl you know, was, was a much larger format, so you could do stuff with it. That, uh, just the CD covers just wouldn't translate as well just because you had more surface area to work with. And it was something that would catch your eye in the record store. Uh, the first uh, hard rock album that I ever had, I rented from the library, and it was Aerosmith Permanent Vacation. And I didn't have a clue of anything about Aerosmith, so I'm like, I really like this. And then when I went to the store to buy my next Aerosmith album, I didn't know a damn thing about them. So I wound up buying uh, their one of their worst ones, Done With Mirrors. They only made like five copies of the damn thing. That was the shits. Done With Mirrors was awful. Gems and Rocks and In the Attic, Toys in the Attic, Night in the Ruts were all great, but no, not, uh, not Done With Mirrors. But I think that a vinyl record can sum up your experience. Let's say you like a band, you listen to the record or whatever. It kind of sums up the whole record, right? So, Allie, what's your thought process when you put out an album? How do you put your think of your album cover? Well, that one of my albums that I chose, I have to be a little careful what I say because it was one of those reasons. But I, I made mistakes because my first ones I can't even look at anymore. I'm so embarrassed by them. But then later on, just the I, Patrick Tanner was the one that told me that you wanted to, when you're walking down the CD aisle, you want it to stick out, right? So that people see it. I don't know. It's kind of I, a cool I, idea, I think. 
Allie, I've always wanted okay. to ask you this question. My friends, you for 20 years, I haven't asked this question. Why on your first album, Let You In, right? Why hey. are you not looking hey. at the camera? I can't even recognize it's you. <laughs> this is exactly what I'm talking about. That, what I were wish you I doing? Could go back. Well, first of all, being really ridiculous, staring at a notebook. And second of all, in the back, I'm on train tracks, like everybody else in the whole goddamn world. It's, it's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's train tracks on there? I didn't even yeah, of notice. course. <laughs> That's awesome. So, Andrew, when you made your first adult movie on DVD, how did you pick your album cover? Well, it's actually uh, just a cassette because there's not enough uh, subject matter to fill a large canvas. Oh, I see. I so see. I, I had to keep it small. Just saw the Be With Us Creations design of a Border Bourbon 25-ounce whiskey barrel mug on their Facebook page. I want one. 45th Parallel is a family-owned craft distillery in New Richmond, Wisconsin. They opened the doors in 2007 and went from making a single vodka to producing dozens of different spirits, including gins, whiskeys, and citrus liqueurs. 45th Parallel distillers are committed to a slow craft philosophy. Slow fermentation, slow infusion, slow distillation, slow blending, slow aging. Their mission is to create high-quality spirits using local ingredients whenever possible and to provide visitors with a great experience. Stop in and check them out at 1570 Madison Avenue, New Richmond, Wisconsin. Check out 45thparalleldistillery.com for hours and more information. So when you're looking for a quality alcoholic beverage to enjoy while listening to your favorite local musicians live on Facebook, try a 45th Parallel Distillery product. You won't be disappointed. Please drink responsibly. So, Sarge, in your opinion, what makes a good album cover? Well, like when I first started buying the uh, the albums, I, I had to I have to admit that I didn't know a lot about necessarily about what the songs were. It was all about what the album cover looked like. One of the uh, one of the album covers I chose tonight, actually, inspiration to uh, give our name for our first college band, which was Summoned back in the uh, nineteen late nineteen uh, early mid to late nineteen nineties. So um, that's kind of an inspiration too for me for uh, for that uh, first name. Nice. Are your guys' picks going to be like something you would frame on the wall or more of a personal uh, expression of the band? What do you think, Candace? Um, I def- the ones that I chose, I would put on my wall. I think that was like... Framers. I definitely went, I went through mine. And they, are, they happen to be my favorite bands, too. But um, the ones that I chose, I really like how they look. <laughs> Bart and I have been guessing your two guys' lists for the last hour. I think we got all all ten, right, Bart? Yeah, Ron Jeremy sings the blues as one of them. <laughs> Hugh, Hef- Hugh Hefner's Calypso Party. Okay. Okay, so we're doing the top five uh, album cover artwork of all time. Sarge, can you explain how this all works, brother? Well, not really, but I liked it when you made the comment about uh, asking... <laughs> Could they go on the wall? Most of my albums when I was in high school could definitely not go on the wall, but I would have liked to put them on my wall, but my mother would have probably clubbed me, so. Oh, you have controversial ones. Maybe a couple. That's a whole other thing is controversial album covers. You're, you're tipping your hand, so there's no Pat Boone in your top five list? <laughs> you can't admit that yet. Oh, Christ. But uh, how this works, Allie, can you do the expl- explanation how the top five episodes work, please, for our fresh listeners here? Sure. We go around the room. And each person 
you can go in whatever order you want because you want to be strategic sometimes and you list off maybe your favorite because you want to take it off everyone's list. So once, or you could do your fifth and go work backwards however you want. But if it's been said, you have to cross it off your own list. So to the judges, we cannot have the same the same album. So if someone says it, it's off the list, they got to pick something else. So all of the albums are going to be different choices. And so let's go through. We have, Bart says we have four. How many? We have six contestants. So we have four prizes. Bart, what is yours? Should that be first prize or what prize do you want that to be? Bart brought a, that's, third, that's fourth prize. The woman folk. <laughs> I haven't played this. I have nice. no idea. I'm just assuming it's those women singing. But this will be fourth place. But he's definitely taking a good look at it, right, Bart? <laughs> yeah, I, I took a gander. It's all gingham stockings and acoustic guitars. Okay. So third place, or that would be fourth place. Third place gets, so I've been in Turtle Lake, Wisconsin last day, or so I went to the dollar store this morning to get us some, some gimmick, uh, uh, gimmick uh, prizes is Carol King's Greatest Hits. Oh, there you go, Allie. Yeah. <laughs> My wheelhouse, 45 years old. Perfect. I'm going to say... That's awesome. These are kind of selfish choices, but the second one is the greatest DVD of all time. Eddie Murphy's Delirious. I will pay you $5 oh, for that right awesome. now. <laughs> that is one of the greatest TV, and I've never seen a whole thing. That is the best comedy ever. Yeah, I already own that, so... I, I love how they put previously viewed on we can on trade them. And the number one prize, and a free drink chip at GPI. Right, guys? No, right, Bart? Sure, sure, I brought one. <laughs> is the DVD Soul Power with the Spinners, B.B. <laughs> King, Bill Withers... Big Black wow, and James huh. Brown on DVD. We got that one for the girls. Bill Withers, like Eric Carmen, he makes it in every podcast. We might have podcast. to adjust these prizes. How about whoever gets first? They, how about you could pick? Like first prize can pick their own prize. Second prize can pick. That, let's have you pick. Okay, let's That's do that idea. instead. So they're all equal. Okay, okay, so let's start with Candice. What is your number five top five album cover artwork of all time okay um well yeah you guys know i love the doors <laughs> shocker but this is my favorite album cover from the doors and that's morrison hotel I just really like this picture of the band because it's very nonchalant. They had to actually sneak into this random hotel and quickly take this picture without anybody looking because um, they weren't allowed to take photos in this hotel. So they had to quickly run in there and take the picture. So it kind of looks cool. Um, and yeah, there it is. There she be. And wasn't it from an actual hotel called Morrison Hotel? That was my dumb question. Yeah. Yeah, I yep. think and it then was. You, oh, that is so yeah, cool. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And then you open it up, and then you see oh. um, a nice crotch, crotch shot <laughs> right there. 
The lizard king lives. <laughs> no, that, that is stuffed for me, sure. That's like Sarge at a county line show at freaking Holcomb. Let me see that again. <laughs> you definitely that. see his Jim Morrison's package. <laughs> Thank you, Candace. I'm surprised yeah, so you could get I'll it up this, after all the summer. Um, in a frame. <laughs> and <laughs> Candace said, good pick. Yes. <laughs> who took that photo? Who's the artist that who knows, right? Um, no, it was actually Henry Diltz, really famous photographer. Is oh, that yeah, how you say his last Hank. name? Yeah. Do you think he, Bart could hire him for some promo for GPI, get a little package shot? <laughs> I yeah. got a new crotch to stuff. It's down at the end of Lonely Street at Morrison Hotel. Dude, it gets the, so long, baby. God, Bart's cutting promos. The <laughs> service pickup and delivery options, virtual and at-home test drives, and 100% online shopping and buying process. I still love rocking up and down the highway in my black Jeep Cherokee I got from ID Chrysler Pine City, Minnesota. With 250,000 miles in my old car, was just too much for the poor thing to take. I found myself looking for my new dream ride at ID Chrysler Pine City, and the staff couldn't more helpful with me choosing a vehicle and willing to work with my, as I call it, musician's credit score. Their philosophy is simple, time-saving, hassle-free, fair price. Check out their inventory at idcdjr.com or take the beautiful drive up 35 to 715 Northbridge Court Northwest, Pine City, Minnesota, to visit them in person. Business hours are Monday through Thursday, 8 to 6 p.m., and Friday and Saturday, 8 to 5 p.m., closed on Sundays. Check out ID Chrysler Pine City today and enjoy a safe spring season full of adventures and memories out in the open road in a new ride. All right, Allie, you're up next. What's your number five? We probably can guess all, right. all of yours. I know. Well, I'm going to take a page out of Candace's book and say one of my favorites, and it's actually on my wall in another room. I should have brought it in here. A big print of it, but I pulled it up on my phone. It's from the 1975 album, Born to Run, Springsteen's album. And it, this is the picture. Remember this one? Yeah, it's spectacular. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, a picture yeah, of him and Clarence Clemens. And this was, did you guys just bet on the fact that I'd pick a Springsteen album? Is that what just happened? I, we I, think we figured you'll have two of them for sure. <laughs> anyway, this one, I just think, come on, look at that. That's, anyway, it's hanging on my wall. It's from 1975. I did read about um, the photographer that took it, and he said that it was taken at 10 a.m., and they came in and they looked very tired. <laughs> and he said it was taken within two hours and that it was a really great, they wanted to show what it looks like when they played on stage, but also he said it was a sign of the times too because of being two ethnicities and how close they were. And you know what I'm saying? Allie, that's a great pick. Bark Osnell, what's number five? All right. Uh, for guys, a lot of album covers were uh, like girly pinups. Uh, we think we've been doing that since we could carve on the walls of... Uh, Caves in France. So I thought of what the favorite girly pinup was, and it was Slaughter. Stick it to ya. What? That's dope. 
Slaughter's sticking to you. Oh, I Dude, yeah. I played for those yeah. guys. I, uh, I don't know. Slaughter, they're, they're 90s bubblegum, but I love them. And uh, this, sticking to you. I this, love album, it. this album cover was a poster that hung on some high school friend's shop. And we, yeah, we didn't turn as many wrenches <laughs> as we could have. So, so, uh, confession here. All right, now, 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 let's get down to it. This let's is see my grandma's listening. What's this look like, Bart? Describe this, please. I'm about to, Mark. <laughs> I thought for sure Rachel would be a judge, and that looks a lot like her Olivia Newton-John costume. So that's what I was doing. I was playing for Rachel. She wanted to be, by the way. <laughs> All right, so uh, this is an attractive lady, which uh, there apparently are a lot of them in Hollywood, and she's up against a carnival spinning wheel, and there's uh, like three knives stuck into the wheel, and in the background is kind of a demonic carnival-looking thing, and then it says slaughter, and uh, printed around the edge of the wheel is stick it to ya. So, Bart, let's say someone buys this album cover, and what would they expect to hear on this album? Well, let me tell you, Mark. When I was a youngster, I had Slaughter confused with Slayer. And uh, one of my buddies said, hey, do you want to listen to my new Slaughter album? I said, no, because if it sounds like Slayer, I'll be scared and I'll have to sleep under my bed tonight. <laughs> so, yeah, if you pick this up now, uh, you'd look at it and you're like, oh, it's a pretty girl on front, probably hair metal. That's what I would think. It's hair metal. Yeah, that's, uh, it's not the best Arlo Guthrie. It's not going to be folk music. Candace, you like 80s. Do you like Slaughter at all? You ever met those guys, Mark Slaughter and Dana Strum and them? I've seen them before, but no, I've never met them. They're cool. Fly to the Angels. Up all night, sleep all day. It was his debut Good album, song. and I think he charted three of them. I read that. Uh, the model's name I don't remember. The guy that took the picture is, I guess, famous for taking pictures. Didn't they make it, Mark, on our top five metal ballads? I think, I think he did. did. Fly to the Angels, yeah. All right, next up. <laughs> Santa, Harley Davidson, Andrew. Andrew, what is your number five album cover artwork of all time? All right. I'm going back to uh, 1977. This is a debut album. It's one of the best-selling albums of all time. It actually made the Rolling Stones' top 500 greatest albums of all time. This is Meatloaf, Bad Out of Hell. <laughs> That's that, a great album cover. That was an alternate pick, for me. Dude. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love that album cover. Oh, man. That is one of the best album covers my, ever. When, Damn I remember my father bought this. on. I still got it on vinyl, actually. And uh, I was hooked on album artwork ever since I saw this album cover. That's a framer. Candace, is that a framer? Yeah, that one's really cool. Is that a, a CD, or did you just pick, take the is, picture out? This is actually just a printed off. Picture oh wow! Oh. That is such a cool album but, cover, man. Full disclosure, he cool. used, he used the good that's printer awesome. paper and everything. Yeah, yeah he oh, did. Yeah. Oh, Andrew, I went to a... the gas station and used theirs. Oh wow! <laughs> so, can you describe it real quick, just for the listeners? Well, what we have here is um, there's a long-haired dude riding a hell motorcycle, if you want to call it that, because it's got like a horse skull over the front forks. He's coming out of a graveyard explosion while there's like a satanic bat on a church steeple behind it. Good name for a Black Sabbath song. Yeah, yeah this was drawn by a guy named uh, yeah. Richard Corman. Corbin, excuse me. He's the one who actually drew this. 
Um, but yeah, this is the very first album cover that made me fall in love with album artwork. So good I had God. to pick this. Uh, that's a really good pick. That's, guys, that's hilarious that's that you really said good. Gas Station because that particular album, there's a couple others, uh, are what uh, one of my best friend's daughters referred to as Gas Station albums. Because they, well, sure, yeah, they, they were always sitting on the counter. There's a reason why it sold 43 million freaking copies. Right, because it was yeah, on okay, the counter yeah. of every quick trip in Minnesota, Wisconsin, and I, Iowa. I am going to jump in here. A gas station album. I went to the dollar store to buy our prizes. A gas station album is Randy Travis's Christmas record. That is a freaking <laughs> gas station it, No, Randy Travis would be back by the air fresheners. Meatloaf was at the register. Nice. <laughs> oh give, me, uh, give me two packs of Marb Lights. Uh... Give me that little bootlegger of Bacardi and uh, that meatloaf album. Nice, nice. My life took a good turn when Copper the Wonder Gold and I became part of Canine Inspired Change. All the heartwarming and memorable experiences we've gained from doing therapy dog work can't be counted or put into words. Canine Inspired Change is a nonprofit organization dedicated to giving vulnerable youth the social emotional tools they need to be active participants in their schools and their communities. Our work helps these remarkable young people transcend trauma, social struggles, and isolation by sparking meaningful connections with dogs, volunteers, and each other. If you are interested in giving back to the community with your dog or contributing to this worthwhile nonprofit organization, please look into Canine Inspired Change at Canine Inspired Change. Org. All right, Jason Sargent, the singer of County Line. Jason Sargent, what is your number five, top five album artwork of all time? I'm going to rearrange my strategy this time because last time I saved my number one and I got my lap two of my top five got stolen. We won't say by who, but um, so I'm going to go with one that I didn't want to get picked by somebody else, and it should if nobody picked it. But 1974 debut album of Kiss. With five of the best songs that they ever released in their first album, which is just mind-blowing. But talk about an album cover that shows we're coming out with a statement, we got our, our makeup on, we got our, our, we're in character, and we're going to do it for a gazillion years. We're going to go on 15 final world tours, however many <laughs> it is, and just full of life with uh, songs, you Let's know, see it. Strutter, Cold Gin, Firehouse. Oh, it's Kiss Kiss, their Kiss, first record? Kiss Kiss. We just did a podcast about that. Kiss did more <laughs> uh, final tours than County Line ever did tours, which is sad. But this is early. We don't know this for sure. We don't know this for sure. That just means Sarge needs to put the makeup on. But it also... Oh, this is one of the greatest album covers of all that time. That is. It's, it's really iconic. Oh, that's a great that pick. Is. What do you think, yep. Candace? Love it. Oh, that's classic, that man. Yeah, that's a great pick. That was on your oh, list? Oh, no! Oh, yes. Woo, From the very beginning, Gene is hamming it up. He's trying to steal the show. Was it? Yeah. And, and talk about a band that just um, just hit me, and I've loved them ever since. I have every one of their... I should have brought all of those. I have all of their but cassettes now because I right. have... Yeah. I'm going to nuke this whole thing real quick. My number five of all time... Whoa. Who's that? Gravity. <laughs> that was just a beer. We're Okay. My number five album cover of all time is from 1987, and it was not the original album cover for this band. It, the actual cover was like a picture of a robot, like 
assaulting somebody. It was pretty controversial. Oh, that was but on I, the inside, wasn't it? Yeah, but it ended up being the inside. But I think the greatest, uh, number five, greatest album cover all time, 1987, by Robert Williams, would be Guns N' Roses' Appetite uh, for Destruction. I was so close to picking that picking one that. myself. That's an Appetite. excellent choice. Yep. For destruction. I had that one my too. Number five. That's in your list too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, I missed it. I'm sorry. What is it? Appetite, Candace. I put appetite for destruction. GNR. Oh, it, that's not on my list, but that's a great pick. It was, it was everything heavy metal was, man. It was skulls. It was a cross. It was all the members of the band. And it was last second, I guess, because their their original cover was was uh, rejected. So, okay, moving on. Really? Yes, it was, because it was a picture of a robot assaulting a girl so that they couldn't, you can look, Google it, but it's really nasty cover. So they last second did this Celtic cross with the guys' looks on there, and that is what they went. It was last second. That robot thing, though, that never said GNR to me, and that thing always said GNR, and I don't know why. That's like a tattoo thing. That's incredible. Thank you, Sarge. Sarge is sponsoring me with the Coors Light here. Um, Candace, what's your number four? She's got vinyl for everything since we were too. Talking That's awesome. About Kiss, I also have a Kiss album. Yeah. Um, Alive. Yeah. Not alive. Oh, that's two, cool. Oh, yeah. Or three, alive. Regular alive. That's First awesome. alive. Um, just because I like this shot of them in concert. I like Gene's face um, in this one. You can't really see. He's going crazy. And then my favorite part about it is the back. Ooh. Oh, that is, is so that cool. cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 So it's like at their concert, um, some hot babes with a kiss sign and I just I like the pictures of the fans you know that's what makes kiss special every time they have a concert they still have um a photographer out there taking pictures of people and it's really all about the kiss army and all the fans and everything and uh yeah it's awesome that's a great pick that's an awesome album cover two kiss album covers the first round all right, Bart Gosnell, what is your... Oh, sorry, Allie, Allie Gray. Allie Gray, what is your number four? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I forgot you were here. In Joel. Well, my number, f- <laughs> my number four is... I'm also going to just grab it because I'm afraid someone's going to pick it because I think if you go back in history with album art, this was one of the most genius choices of all time. And the problem is nobody can copy it because... It's just been completely, you know, somebody did it already, and it's very popular. And it's from the 1968 album, the ninth album from the Beatles. And you know what I'm going to say. It's the White Album. Rocky Raccoon checked into his room only to find Gideon's Bible. Bam. Yeah. What? Too easy. Are you serious? Too easy. Wow, I totally disagree. Let me explain. Because each album was embossed with the name, that's it, and then a serial number, and that's all that it had on it. 
So just imagine you go to the record shop, you're looking around and you want to pick a record and there's this, just a bright white square staring at you. Of course, you're going to look at it and be drawn to it. I just think genius. You talked me into it. Yes, you're right. Uh, and it's a cool record. It's a double record. Abs- I, I hear it now. Comedian. And James Taylor did the same thing with his greatest hits record. Um, the big white square, it pops. Yep. That's good. I get yep. it. I get it. I Comedian Dennis Miller, one of his comedy albums was called the Off-White Album. Do you know that I had a taco with Dennis Miller at WrestleMania 32 in Dallas, Texas? Really? Yes. That's the coolest story you've ever told. When he finished it, did he say, and I am out of here? He didn't say shit. <laughs> I want to tell you all one of my favorite bars in the Roseville slash St. Paul, Minnesota area. The B-Dale Club, located in the corner of County Road B, and Dale's motto is, a place for family, a place for friends, a place for fun. And that is the truth. The food at T-Bird's Cafe and Takeaway is always spectacular. JT is open for DoorDash. 5 to 9 p.m. The Bubba Burgers are amazing. Or else you can phone the club at 651-489-5386 to place an order and go pick it up. I've done it a number of times and it works out awesome. Rob, Natalie, Shelley, and the entire bar staff were all state-of-the-art cocktail artists. I've been told that are being talked about in these podcast ads, the Waller's Woodhill Cocktails. We're selling like hotcakes. Karaoke, live music, pool table, pool tabs, bingo nights, bocce ball tournaments, and much, much more. B. Dale's got it all. Stop it for a cold one when Minnesota bars are back open. All right, great pick, Allie. Bart Gosnell, what's your number four? So for number four, I decided to uh, look at the world of icons. And uh, there's so many iconic covers like uh, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. And I don't even know where the lips came from from the Stones, but I decided to go with one album that I actually own and I really love the hell out of. So this is actually a greatest hits album, and it's the Allman Brothers. It's the blue jean jacket with yeah. that Allman Brothers script. And I think our beloved friend Tom Schradle actually owns that jean jacket. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so I thought it was pretty cool that uh, they actually made a denim background for it. it and uh, I did a little checking. Uh, the band from 1979 released an album called Enlightened Rogues. And that's the first time that script appeared. And then that's been their kind of their. Uh, their font, their logo ever since is that particular script. And good Lord, what a troubled band. My God, people dying right and left, drug troubles, rehab, arguments, lawsuits, and everything. And, uh, but the, this album always made me happy. And every time I see somebody walk by with that on a shirt or on their jean jacket, just cool, man, Almond Brothers. Uh, jean jacket and that tight font definitely screams Almond Brothers. It's not my favorite. Um, what do you guys think? Andrew, what do you think of that pick? Well, I think it's just a neat classic well, design. The script is legendary. Oh, it's kind of easy. You know, <laughs> it's, wow, it's really, he's went way back for that one. You know, going deep. But the record is good, but the denim, I don't know if the band even ever saw that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dwayne never did. All right, well, that is a classic album cover. Moving on, Mr. Andrew, Santa, Andrew, Harley Davidson, Nelson. What is your number four? All right, we're going to go back to, this is uh, their second album. It was uh, released in 1967. And uh, 
this, this band launched one of the careers of one of the greatest of all time. It's Cream. Israeli nice. Gears. In the white room with black curtains near the station. Black roof. Oh, that's that's cool too. Yeah, pass that up to him. Oh, that is uh, that is one of the psychedelic albums. Yep. See if I can see if I can get that right up to the camera. Oh yeah. Yep. Cool. Very that cool. is cool. Okay, now, what I like about that one for a oh, couple reasons. Um, the artist, uh, his name is uh, Martin Sharp, is actually was Eric Clapton's neighbor. And that's how they hooked up to create that album cover. That had to be an interesting neighborhood. Well, it was just... <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> a trippy neighborhood. Yeah. But uh, it's just a neat album. Um, I've actually got that one on vinyl. I got a couple of Kareem albums on vinyl, thanks to my father. I inherited his giant vinyl collection. But... Uh, I like the music in that one, too, because it's, uh, Eric Clapton also does the uh, lead guitar, the rhythm guitar, the 12-string, and the vocals on that. So, very, oh, very talented man. Clapton sang when he was with Cream, huh? Yes, yes he did. Oh, I, I was unaware of that. Oh, yeah. I, I thought he didn't start singing until he went solo, so I didn't know no, that. Yeah, no, that's, that's one of the neat things about it is he did so much on that album. Like I oh, said, wow. both lead, rhythm, 12-string, and vocals. That that was such an awesome super band there. Every time I learn something more about Ginger Baker, he just impresses me more and more. That, that well, and they're was... also attributed to one of the earliest forms of, uh, they, they, want, they want to call it metal music per se, because they, uh, they, you know, they started working with distortion a lot more and whatnot, but... Uh, I just I, the colors on it are just awesome. Yep, and that's something that I could easily stare at if I did have it hanging on my wall. It's a good album cover. <laughs> yeah, when you talk, uh, I I don't know the exact name of it. In a white room with dark curtains, that's very heavy song, especially oh, for the time. Yeah, it's yeah. rocking, dude. All right, Jason Sargent, what's number four? I do like that one. Um, so I went went back to thinking about inspiration for me, trying to be a guitar player, not taking lessons, so doing it the non-traditional way, learning by ear and. We've taken way too long to do it. 1987, their fourth album, um, which was their bestseller, and also produced by the one and only Mutt Lang. Oh, God, I know what it is. Don't take mine, dude. I know what it is. Def Leppard Hysteria. Well, just just beautiful. They you know, had just, such great album covers anyway. Yeah, uh, just the lights and just and that album, in terms of sound. That's a cool yep. album cover, man. Straight straight out of what? Tron. Exactly. That's I a framer. I couldn't hear. That's a framer. Oh, okay, okay. Remember that one? Who is it? No, Def Leppard Def Hysteria. Hysteria. Oh, it's Def Leppard. It, it okay. sure yeah. it, it's in every way a follow up to Pyromania too. I, I don't know if that was the same artist or not, but. What I didn't know about that was the, uh, it was thought about, the reason why they came up with the, the name of the album and also with just this crazy kind of looking uh, artwork was uh, based off, the drummer came up with it, he was in an accident in 1984, and this album was released in 1987, and um, just the, how hysteri the, the hysteria of the time, going through that time period and trying to rehab from it and everything was uh, inspirational for the album cover. Yeah, that's when Rick Allen lost his arm during making yes, that he did. Yes. yes, he did. All right, my number four, we'll take a short break here. My number four album cover of all time, 
uh, is actually one of my favorite records of all time from 1977. And actually, the artist actually did the graphic design for this album cover. But it is definitely Rolling Stone's top 50 album covers of all time. It's symbolic. It's simple. It's kind of like the Nike swoosh of 70s rock and roll. And it's just a picture of a man holding a G chord on a guitar. It'd be Eric Clapton's slow hand. Eric oh, Clapton, cool. and he did the artwork as well. All right, thank you guys so much for tuning into the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Uh, we're having a wonderful time here discussing the top five album artwork covers of all time. Thank you to our celebrity guest panel of Candace Wheeler from the KQ Morning Show, Allie Gray from the Allie Gray Country Jamboree and all the different bands she does, Bart Gosnell, owner of GPI in Prairie Farm, Wisconsin, Santa, Harley-Davidson, Andrew, and also Jason Sargent of the band County Line. Thank you to our judges, Lori and Denise. Please tune in next week for part two. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for new podcasts about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday. If not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places, podcasts are available. Again, please support this week's sponsors, 45th Parallel Distillery, ID Chrysler, Pine City, The B-Dale Club, and Canine Inspired Change. This is also a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on this show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time.
believe